If you've got 2 Samuel chapter 7 open, that would be amazing. We'd be looking at David's story, uh, King David, the one that killed Goliath. And there's a bit now where it's all going well. And he's settled down and, and things are good. All the enemies have disappeared. God's established him. Uh, and he has this moment to kind of reflect. And we're going to talk about this idea of how far. Can you look at someone next to you and just go, how far? How far? Okay. Can you, can you do it as if it's a question? How far? How far? Um, and uh, one more time, just say to someone, how far? Okay. So we're going to be talking about it. So uh, 2 Samuel uh, chapter 7. Uh, says this. If you can look at verse 8, okay? This is from verse 8. And I want you, I want you just to hear it. I'm going to ask some questions in a minute. Uh, I want you to try and think, how far has God taken David? Where was David, okay? And where is he now? Okay, and we'll talk about that a bit together. So here we go, 2 Samuel chapter 8. And this is a prophet speaking to David. He says, now then, tell my servant, King David, this is what the Lord Almighty said. I took you from the pasture from tending the flock as a shepherd, and appointed you ruler and king over my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you have gone, and I have cut off all your enemies from before you. Now I will make your name great, like the names of the greatest men on earth, and I will provide a place for my people Israel, and will plant them so they can have a home of their own and no longer be disturbed. Wicked people shall not oppress them anymore, as they did at the beginning, and have ever done since I, the time I appointed leaders over my people Israel. I will also give you rest from all your enemies. The Lord declares to you that the Lord himself will establish a house for you. When your days are over and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, who will come from your own body, and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. So how far? Say to someone, how far? But let's find out, before we look at King David, how far we're going to find out from you guys. So question number one today is, uh, keep going, keep going, keep going. Who has come furthest to get to church today? Okay, who has come furthest to get to church today? As in, geographically speaking, in miles or kilometers. Okay, I'm not talking about like emotionally. It's like, yeah, I woke up this morning and it was a real mountain to climb. I knew it was an all-age service, and as you know, they're always hard work. Uh, I'm not talking about that kind of far, I'm talk- and you're wrong. I'm talking about geographically how far. So if you think you might be within a shout, could you stand up? Okay, there is a prize. There are sweets. I'm not going to get you to the front. All I want you to do is if you think geographically you might have come farthest. Okay, um, so... Okay, who's come furthest today? Okay, uh, my lovely uh, sister-in-law and my lovely niece. Where have you guys come from today? Bista. Middleton Stoney just passed. Daniel, how many miles is it from Bista roughly to here? You had an argument about which way to come? Did you come the long way or the short way? You didn't come, okay. Roughly miles? Okay. You indicated for Daniel. I could do some marriage counseling with my brother and his wife in a minute. Just all the answer I need is how far have you come today? How many miles, roughly? 24 miles. Any advance on 24? We've Googled it. Any advance? Thank you. Uh, any advance 24? Any advance 24? Okay. Anyone? No? Okay. 24. I know we've got some Aylesbury guys, but. Okay, well, round of applause for you guys. Okay, uh, can we speak over there? Thank you. Uh, the next question then is this. Ready? Who in our church has travelled farthest in a day? So a 24-hour period of time. Okay, 24-hour period of time. Okay, 
Who has travelled the farthest in a single day? And I think it's farthest, not furthest. I don't know, but... I don't know. So if you think you're in a shout, stand up in a single day. If you think you're in a shout, stand up. Now, I, no offence, I don't want to go into your marriages and how the driving was. I just want to know how far. Okay, so in a single day... You might want to work out your numbers. If you think you're in a shout, here we go, nice and quick, nice and quick. In a single day, okay, how far, Leo, have you gone in a single day? To Singapore in a single day, New Zealand, in 24 hours? Can you give me a rough mileage? Seven, eight? Halfway around the world. Okay, others are already sitting down. Okay, uh, Steve, how far have you gone in a single day? Can you beat halfway around the world? Mumbai and back in a single day. <laughs> 14,000 kilometers. Okay, Mumbai and back is I like that, Steve. Brisbane and Papua New Guinea as well. Is that farther than Mumbai and back? Is it? Okay. Are you guys in the back competing? No. Uh, Steve. Steve, it sounds like Steve Paver has gone farthest in a day. Very nice. Okay. okay. Last one, really quickly. Who has gone farthest in their life? Now, I want to be really uh, clear on this one. Uh, you were born somewhere else, and you've traveled, and now you're living here. Okay, so you were born somewhere else, okay, and now you're here. Okay, I think we're in a shout. Ready? I like this, Rebecca. Come on. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Okay, here we go. Oh, we got, we got some competition. Here we go. Who has come furthest in their life? Here we go. Uh, Michelle, how? New York? Oh, that, New York? New York. New York. New York. Okay, that's quite far. Uh, East Coast America. Helen, where are you born? Zambia? You were born in Zambia? I didn't know that about you. That's so amazing. Zambia. Whereabouts? I know it's Africa, but sort of, is that? Central, okay, 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 so that's quite far, but, but Mark, where are you from? Cape Town, so that's right at the bottom. I think you just slightly beat Helen. Okay, uh, Rebecca? Okay, I like that, but you born in the UK. Yeah. I, 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 I have to say that in terms of racing length, I think I'm going to give, because I know you've done some huge adventures, uh, I'm still going to be pedantic here. Cape Town currently winning. Trina? You're from Jamaica? Now, I don't know the geography of this. Farthest Cape Town, Jamaica? Cape Town. Mark seems pretty confident. Unlucky, Trina. Okay, Stella? You sailed to the cabin. I love this. It's just coming out there. Yeah, yeah, but no. Okay, but I love that. You did. But in terms of born, where were you born? In England. No, I'm lucky. Yeah, yeah. But it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. Uh, I think the back. Southwest Brazil. Oh, Mark's looking nervous. Okay. I, I mean, I don't know the geography of this, but um, how, how far? How far? So, um... Oh, yeah, get the, get the world map, the world prayer map. Here we go. Here we go. Is it? We've had it Googled. Mark, sit down. Anthony has come. Southwest Brazil has gone furthest in their life, in their life. Okay. Um, 
So we're going to talk about the idea of how far, just really, really quickly. Daniel, thank you. Next one. Um, well done. So a quick question, okay? In this little reading that I just read to you, God was talking about what he'd done for David. I know it seems a little while ago now. How far had David come? I want you to talk together. What was David and what had he become? Not so much like miles in geography, but God says he's brought him a long way. Okay, just have a little chat together. What are some of the things? And do get your kids involved if you can. How far had God brought David? Have a little chat together. Okay. Okay, so let's just hear some answers. Here's some answers, and there's more than one, um, and uh, I'll come back to you in a minute, but let's, let's, let's see. So, anyone else? Where was David, and, and what had God done for David? Does anyone, anyone know? Any thoughts? How far had he brought him? Yeah, go on. From shepherd boy to king? That's pretty far, isn't it? Shepherd boy to king. Uh, some of you might, not, you might not have been here when we did it. Uh, when um, the prophet Samuel was looking for a king, he, he came to David's family, and he looked at all the other brothers, but David hadn't even been brought in. His, his dad had kept him out in the field looking for sheep. He didn't even think he had a chance. Like, I love it that he took him from shepherd boy to king before anyone else even thought he could do that. Like, it's pretty amazing. How far else had God been with David? Any other things you can see? Any other? It's a bit trickier, this bit. Any other bits? How far? And some of you might need to use some of your knowledge. And that's tricky. Yeah, Helen, yeah? Rejected to respect. Oh, that's a good, you're a preacher. Yeah. Love that. Rejected to respect it. Okay. Um, I love the bit where he says, I've been you, with you wherever you've gone. I love that. I love that too. I've been with you uh, wherever you've gone. Uh, and David had been through a lot. He'd been through uh, grief. He'd been through failure. He'd been through uh, lots of rubbish stuff. But this is what David says in verse 18. Uh, just have a quick listen to this. He said, King David went in and sat before the Lord after hearing all of that. And he said, who am I, sovereign Lord? And what is my family that you have brought me this far, this far? Um, I want to just talk about really quickly um, how far God moves us. And I, I want to try and especially speak to you if you're someone who thinks that what God wants from you is to be really good so you can get to heaven. Because that's not the gospel. That's, that's not the good news of Christianity. Okay, it's not about trying hard. In our little game earlier on, however hard we could, it was still not quite there yet. And yet we have this God that moves us. Now, now I, I grew up in the Church of England, and we sprinkle babies in the Church of England. Uh, I've moved away from that. Um, but I miss it. Because what I love about that was that before the babies did anything, God does it all. Babies can't be good. They can't start giving to the church. They can't join on a rotor. We wish they could. It would help us here. Um, but... But in that church, what they do is they say, no, God has loved this person. God has chosen this person. God is, is going to be working this person. Now, I like it here as well where we ask people to make that decision for themselves. But what I love about this passage is King David says, who am I, sovereign Lord? And what is my family that you have brought me this far? Uh, David's failed a lot. But the one thing he continually understands is that God is the one who's doing mighty things. Let's just think about some of the mighty things that God has done for us. Ready? Just Daniel, next one here. Okay. Um, we often talk about being forgiven. Lots of you have been in churches being told the gospel is that you're bad and you need to be forgiven. If you've heard a talk like that, raise your hand. You're bad and you need to be forgiven. Raise your hand. If you, if you, or maybe just be told you're bad. Raise your hand if you've been in the church, just told you're bad with no forgiveness offered. We, we, we're rubbish at that. We do that a lot. Okay. Um, and, and I want to say that that's not the full gospel. Uh, some of you have lived lives where actually forgiveness for you has been the sweetest drink and it's set you free from stuff that you thought you could never be set free from. 
But others of you, you might think, ah, oh, it doesn't sound like good news. It is good news. But let me give you some other things that the gospel says. The gospel says that in the beginning we were part of God's family, but we said, I don't want to be part of your family anymore. We want to be our own kings and go our own way. And throughout history, we're born into this family line of Adam where we all ignore God and reject him. To be close to God again, we want to be part of his family. And so one of the good news of the gospel is that God says, I love you still, even though you've run away from me. I want to adopt you into my family. I want to give you my name again. Have any of you ever been turned away from a club for wearing the wrong clothes? Anyway, Sam Bader's like, yes. Yeah, me, me and you. Okay. Uh, turned away from wearing trainers. Okay. Uh, there's a club in Plymouth when I was at university where I knew the owner. Okay, and I was turned away by the doorman. I said, can you just get the owner for me? And he went, it's not going to help you, mate. And the owner came out and hugged me and said, nah, I know this guy. Bring him in. Um, it was ace. I, I was known. I was adopted. I was, I was known. One of the things in the gospel is that you can be adopted into God's family. You can be redeemed. That means that God has paid a great price to set you free and let you live in freedom. Some of you know lives where you just feel like you're bound and in cages the whole time. God says that we're no longer slaves but friends. God says, I've given you a new family, the church, to li be living in. God says, I've given you a name, a name that's going to last. God says, I'm going to make you righteous. That means that when I look at you, I see the perfection of Jesus. Not that you're trying hard to earn it, but I've given it to you as a gift. God says, I'm going to give you a future and a hope. Um, I don't know about you, the world's a scary place at the moment, but the good news of the gospel is that God knows and God wins. The gospel is that, that, that God says in all things, he'll work together for the good of those who love him. And that all things have been given to Jesus. That's what Hebrews says. And that we get to reign with him. That we're co-heirs with Christ. We're part of the family of God. Children of God, that's what he says. That God says he's given us a helper and a, and a resemblance. That we're going to grow as the spirit moves in us to become more and more like God. What I like is that these are all far, 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 far. This is far. How does God move us? He moves us far. Some of you are trying so hard to be good that you've forgotten this. Uh, next slide, Daniel. Thank you. Uh, keep going. One more. God is not in love with some future version of you. It is not you tomorrow that he loves and delights in. It is not you when you get your act together that he loves. He loved you from before you took a breath. You do not earn this. If you have to earn grace, it's not grace. If you have to do something to know the love of God, it's no longer free. God says he loves you with a love before you even start. And the idea is, is that as you get warmed by that love, as that changes you, you will want to be transformed. So many churches are like, be different because he hates you. It's like, no, come and know the love of God and be transformed. Come and know him. Come and say to God, God, if you love me like that, that means I no longer see myself like I used to. I want to live like you say I am. I no longer see others like I used to. You help me forgive. I want to be transformed. God, there's parts of my life that are just crippling me. And God, you love me. And so I want to be transformed. Does that make sense? You don't earn it. You don't make it happen. The good news of the gospel is that God loves you before you even took a breath. Those who know this in their inmost being go far. Those who don't know this get tired with a righteousness that they're trying to say themselves. I can do it. If I'm just a bit better, maybe he'll love me then. If I just try harder, maybe he'll love me then. He loves you before you took a breath. He loves you whether you're doing it right or doing it wrong. His love is a rejoicing song that can take you far. David glimpsed it. 
living right matters, but only as a response to a God who has done everything right for you. You don't earn. Does that make sense? Before you took a breath. And that's why I love God. That's why I do this. That's why I want to tell you. It's so freeing. Everything else in my life feels like I have to earn it. As a bloke, this is my last funny story. Uh, and I, I've seen a comedian, Simon Brockin, do this. Um, I don't know about you. When I'm a bloke and I take my mug to the dishwasher, I want my wife, I don't know, to like celebrate me. It's like, you know, and Simon Brockin, the comedian, goes, um, Darling, I don't know if you saw that. I just took a mug from our bedroom to the dishwasher. Oh. Everything else in life feels a bit like I'm having to earn it, I guess. Grace should feel a bit mad and a bit unfair. It's like, really? Because nothing else in life is like it. So I want to encourage you. How far? Far. Far. He wants to do far more. And so I want to encourage you. That's the way that God loves us. 